Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show here on New Zealand Sports Radio. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this evening. Uh, and uh, yes, this is your best place for you to come and catch up with all of the hot rugby topics and have a good old rugby natter. Um, we'll be uh, looking at uh, some of the news around uh, the new chairman of New Zealand Rugby and the new chair, uh, deputy chairperson. Um, we'll uh, have a touch on DMAC and uh, well, most of the news things around the Chiefs, really. Um, and... Uh, there's obviously there's also the Australians made a rugby World Cup bid, and we'll have a talk about um, Fiji versus New Zealand, and uh, no doubt Stephen, you'll be on having a chat about some club rugby as well. Yep, definitely on the uh, the front and the centre of the uh, local game at the minute, Paul. But uh, as always, always a privilege and a pleasure to be on the TDM, as always. So plenty of uh, subjects uh, for us to get our teeth into this evening. Yeah, there is, um, but um, um. Well, see, the thing that keeps me coming back each week to do this is the enthusiasm of uh, of my of, of my co-presenters, really, that, that really make me want to be here every Tuesday um, on the show. Um, and this was Steve's, Stephen's response when I asked, who's on the show tonight? <laughs> yeah, nah, OK. The enthusiasm, the love, I, 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 it's, 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 it, it shows through, Steve. Oh, shivers, mate. Hey, listen, I'm here. That's what counts. So, so yes, there you go, folks. That's, uh, <laughs> um, uh, so, I guess, yeah, first up then, Dane McKenzie, a three week ban for his head high tackle, or uh, as, as, or his uh, shoulder to the head, um, pretty much uh, as expected. Yeah, it, it, I, I suppose, uh, you know, originally I thought <clears throat> maybe at the time maybe just a, a yellow card, but obviously the judiciary has looked at this in a completely different different light. They obviously see it as a, a very serious infraction and uh, boy, he's been punished a, a accordingly because uh, if you think about his playing history, is probably not exactly one that's been to the uh, judiciary frequently or often, shall we say, Paul. So uh, they obviously deemed it um, bad enough to get three weeks. So uh, it is what it is. I think he also um, admitted it and saying it was a starting point six weeks, halved to three. 
Uh, yeah, uh, look, it's something that the World Rugby is trying to stamp out and trying to get players to go lower. Uh, so it's no no real surprise uh, on, on that one. Um, Simon gives us some news and he says, congratulations to, for the Netherlands getting promoted um, to the European Rugby International Championship competition. Victory over Belgium at uh, Waterloo this weekend. So uh, there we go. And, and further to add to that, Simon, I think uh, uh, somewhere on the wires, there's the uh, coach doing a, a break dance as, as well. So that seems to be a, a bit of a theme at the moment. I know uh, there's a certain club coach up in Northland who uh, is going to be, uh, who's basically put it out there that he wants to uh, <clears throat> do a break dance should they win the uh, Northland club uh, competition. Absolutely. That's one that I'll probably uh, drop everything to get there and make sure we video it uh, and have it uh, in, um, uh, in in Technicolor with surround sound uh, and all the other things to, to keep it for prosperity uh, um, there for that one, I think. Um, the um, I'm looking forward to... Uh, the, actually, we'll get on to that in a second, I think, actually. Um, the, uh, but New Zealand Rugby, then, uh, we have a new chair as uh, Brett MP uh, announced at the beginning of the year that he is um, stepping down I, he ha, we, uh, it's, it's kind of uh, we know that he has been um, suffering with uh, uh, with cancer, and he's been in the role for a long time now. Um, Stuart Mitchell um, has uh, been voted uh, into that role. Ain't not someone that I know much about, Stephen. Um, you know much about uh, about Stuart Mitchell? No, not really. But um, what what I have heard. There was it was fiercely debated, so I don't think this was, um, shall we say, a, a sure thing. So it was obviously <clears throat> well debated in the halls of the New Zealand Rugby uh, Football Union. I suppose what we do know about this man that he's uh, he's uh, as Aaron messaged on our uh, rugby chat line last night. It's uh, another Cantabrian. Um, of course, we've already got a Cantabrian, or should we say, a former Crusader, Canterbury Crusader who's the current CEO of New Zealand Rugby Union, and uh, Mark Robinson at the minute. So uh, whether there's something in that, I don't really know. But usually at the end of the day, you probably vote for the best, the men with the best credentials, I suppose. Well, there's, yes, but there's also, uh, with all these things, there's politics uh, as to uh, who, who are his mates, uh, who, 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 know, who, who knows him, uh, those sort of things. Uh, Bailey McKee, um, was uh, reportedly lost by one vote, um, and Sean Nixon was the other person uh, who was standing as well. Uh, again, Sean Nixon, I couldn't uh, name him from a lineup if my if uh, if there's a gun to my head. To be honest with you, um, Bailey McKay, at least I've heard of before. Yeah, <clears throat> no, I can't say I, I hadn't heard of any of the candidates, but one candidate, or who's ended up as the vice president, uh, we have all heard of, and that's uh, our Farrah Palmer. So that's an interesting one. Well, she uh, she's been well not the vice president. She's the deputy chairwoman um, to be deputy chairwoman. Beg your pardon. Uh, just to get the um, to get the things in there. Um, uh, Simon Hughes says I thought Mark Robinson was from Taranaki. Uh, he was the CEO of uh, Taranaki Rugby Union, um, but originally comes from further south. Um, so uh, yeah, so so uh, so Farrah Palmer has been. Um, uh, has been yeah is 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 going to be the deputy chairwoman, uh, which is interesting as there's never been a deputy chair before. Um, so quite what this role is going to be, we don't know. Um, and apparently they'll be discussing that over the next few days. So interesting that someone's been hired for a role that we don't even have a job description for. Um, so good one, good one, Rugby New Zealand. Nice or New Zealand Rugby, sorry, nice one there. Um, 
the uh, she said she considered standing for the uh, um, the chair, but uh, decided that her um, her outside of rugby commitments um, around uh, academia, uh, around sort of leadership and, and diversity and um, and, uh, and 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 marry leadership uh, in sports and business was something that uh, would that meant that she wasn't ready uh, to be chair at the moment because she didn't have the time for it. Um, so it'll be. Um, as uh, uh, Stefanson, good evening, sir, in the live chat says, um, Farrah Palmer is deputy succession planning, perhaps. Uh, yes, wouldn't be surprised yeah. by this. She's the first female on the New Zealand Rugby Board um, in back in 2016, I think they said it was. Or 2014, sorry. Uh, 20, no, maybe 2016, that's right. Um, Mitchell has been on there since 2014. Uh, so, that, so they do know each other from the from, from both working on the board, um, which is uh, which is good. Um so yes, it'll be interesting. Uh, it wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if she's being groomed for uh, the chairman role uh, in the not too distant future. Um, I would have thought. Um, the uh, oh, something about uh, my old English teacher said that chairman is originally Latin from uh, form and had had no gender. Well, yes, just because that's where some, the meanings of things change over time, folks, doesn't it? Um, on that one um uh yeah Dr. Rice, the new guy has said something about willing to work with the players association and ah, look he's going to say that isn't he uh but um he is one of the people who was behind the silver lake deal um so i think he i think he'd still prefer the silver lake deal to go ahead uh someone who signed off and was made it very clear in his statement that so uh, the board have signed it off as have all the as has the maori um rugby board and also the all the provincial unions have signed off the Silver Lake deal. So yes, whilst he's prepared to look at the Players Association um, proposal, I think he is still fully behind the uh, Silver Lake deal. So don't. So I don't think you are going to see much of a change of direction um, from uh, from him uh, compared to Ben Impey. Um, Stephen. Yeah, I, I think he'll probably be taking his. Uh lead from the former chairman i don't think a, a heck of a lot has has really changed it's not as if this is this is a complete uh change of guard or even philosophy he, made, he pretty much made that clear i did hear an interview um that he had with mike hosking this morning and he was quick to quick to point out they'll be pursuing that same line and he had the full support for the 26 uh, uh provincial unions and of course maori rugby as well and you know that's that's probably your that your, your two main um, parts or, or supporters that you need on site. Yeah, no, so, so this this is very much the uh, the, the, the Blazer Brigade handing 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 on the handing on the role to the preferred candidate. He may have only won it by one vote, but he was clearly the oh, well. I won't say clearly, but my, my read of it is that he was Bread and Peas. Uh, yeah, the, the um, yeah the company man. Who steps in as, as as next in line for this role? Whereas Bailey McKay, um, so, um, the CEO of Pango Productions and um, guy who's been part of Maori uh, news, uh, a news reporter for, for Maori TV, etc. Um, uh, whilst he is a uh, is on the board as well, I believe uh, he's been a recent member of joining that and is much younger. I would have brought in a different um, style in, but we've got the same, dare I say it, old white guy replacing the other old white guy. Um, at the top, um, Bailey is not an old white guy, <laughs> put bluntly. Um, so yeah, I know this. This to me is steady as she goes. Yeah, you're not going to. I don't expect to see any difference. Um, 
the uh, Simon said, hopefully the new chairman will be more diplomatic. Yes, I mean, yes, he might be more diplomatic, but I can't see anything else really changing in the way that New Zealand rugby is run uh, in this one. What, what I have gleaned, though, uh, Paul, is that Mitchell is, is a, you know, he's a qualified accountant and he's also a real driver behind uh, this deal with uh, Silver Lake as well. So um, whether that's got something to do with it, I don't really know, but uh, I suppose it's about casing. It's a case of, uh, of really joining the dots together. I mean, to say from, from his point of view, he'd want this to, to, to be resolved relatively quickly and, and to, as opposed to keeping on dragging on um, from this perspective, because it's, it's not a good look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the uh, so yes, don't expect revolution, folks. He did mention there about the about backing women's rugby and trying to monetize it more. So let's just hope that that um, uh, that yeah, that we do see growth in the women's game as well uh, in that one. Um, moving on then, so the uh, Chiefs might be uh, needing to um, head to jockey and buying some new buying some more underpants. Um, is the uh, apparently um, that was uh, as part of the news conference today. That they might need to buy some more undies uh, because they originally planned to fly back to New Zealand tomorrow. Um, but now what they're doing is they are heading to uh, Sydney instead tomorrow, uh, where they'll be training, preparing for their game in Hamilton. That is dependent on the uh, so the travel um, bubble, or it's called nowadays, um, has been postponed um, until. Um, uh, until Friday the uh, 4th, I believe it is um, currently at. Now, if it uh, uh, gets stopped on then, then they can, then the Rebels and uh, the Chiefs can fly over on Saturday to play on Sunday at 4.30. So 24 hours later, uh, sorry, 3.35, sorry, 3.35, um, 24 hours later, basically than when the game was originally post for. Um, if the travel uh, restriction is still in place, then they'll be playing at, um, oh, geez, how do you say this word? Leichhardt Oval. Thank you. Um, it looks like a German word to me. Um, Leichhardt Oval uh, at uh, 3.30. So five minutes earlier if they play in Australia than than if they play in New Zealand. So interesting. That. I'm not sure why you'd start, why the kickoff time is five minutes earlier in Australia than New Zealand. But um, there we go. So uh, that, 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 that's, that still means, though, Paul, they'll be one hour and 55 minutes behind us, though. The <laughs> Australia is always behind New Zealand. Didn't you realise that? Um, or, or it's always lagging. Um, uh, so look, I, I think sensible decision here to keep the Chiefs in Australia. Um, their third and final game is against the Waratahs in Sydney, um, which was uh, so they, they could end up being what could have what was supposed to be about a, a seven day tour could turn into a, uh, a twenty one day tour. Uh, hence the need for some undies um, to uh, to get changed into. Um, so, so, Paul, just to summarise, so in effect, they've given up their home game. If, well, a bit like the Highlands last weekend. So last, week, so last weekend, the Highlands were due to play in Queenstown, um, had a home game against the Rebels, but they, had to be, but they had to play in Sydney in the end, so a neutral venue, both the Rebels and the Highlanders playing away. Uh, and again, that's what will happen with the Chiefs if the Rebels aren't allowed into New Zealand because they've come via Melbourne. Mm. So, yes, they will, they will lose a home, home one. And uh, that really, um, apparently, the, the home of Ballymain Tigers, whoever they are. Um, yeah, I guess the, really... tigers, the, the Mighty Tigers, Paul. <laughs> 
I'll have to ask the standoff boys tomorrow night um, about yeah, that. No, well, they're, now, they're now known as the uh, as the they actually combined with um, Western Suburbs and became the West Tigers. Yeah. Okay. There we go. And of course, that's who Benji and that's who Benji Marshall Marshall uh, <clears throat> basically all originally originally played for. Cut his teeth and won a title. There we go. Before coming over to the Blues and really setting the rugby union world alight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, nah, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that one. So, so basically, that, that alters my plan for this weekend because I was planning on going to the uh, Chiefs game on Saturday and then going down to Papamoa for some women's football on Sunday. Um, you still so, can, uh, Paul, if we you, if we can get an airline to uh, sponsor you across the Tasman, mate. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. The game's on Sunday. Either way, the, the rugby game's on Sunday, so I can't make the, the football and the rugby on the Sunday. Oh, I can't make them both on the same day. So, um, if so, if if the Chiefs are playing in Hamilton, then I will be at the game. If they're playing in Sydney, then I'll be down in Papamoa at the uh, football, women's football game. There was Papamoa take on Auckland um, United or Auckland City, one of the two. Anyway, a big powerhouse they picked in the uh, National Cup competition there. Whereas you, Stephen, you've got a big weekend lined up. I have. I'm heading up to Whangarei uh, on uh, early uh, Saturday morning, where I'll be taking in uh, three three games. We've got the uh, I think it, I think the day starts with the um, I think it's the Johnny Johnny Isaac's Memorial. We used to, which actually used to be um, <clears throat> for supremacy with uh, uh, Maori rugby, and that's the North Zone and South Zone. But uh, Northern Rugby Union have made it a under twenty one. Uh, tournament and that's just basically to to highlight some young uh, promising Maori players coming through and of course straight after that game we have got the uh, the uh, women's trial the uh, uh, FPC or Farrah Palmer Cup uh, uh, trial teams uh, for Northland so once again that'll highlight all the talent uh, uh, and females running rugby uh, running around in uh, in the North Northland area and of course the the third game of the day will be a uh, full-on Northland trial between a North uh, North team and a South team. Of course, no club rugby in uh, Northland on the uh, weekend, and all the focus will be not only on that trial game, but of course all three games. And uh, and just to wrap off the night, six thirty, we'll have a, a centenary dinner, which I'll be attending. I'll be basically uh, getting a lot of coverage or getting a bit of coverage for NZ Sport Radio in and around the uh, games happening on the day. So, uh, yeah, it's, it should be a big day. So the best thing that this guy can do is probably get to bed early on uh, Friday night because it's going to be a big weekend for. Yeah, now I hope you're going to be suited and booted appropriately for the uh, um, for, 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 for the for New Zealand Sport Radio at the dinner. I hope you've got a, a nice blazer like I'm sporting um, at the moment <laughs> so that you can uh, get yourself nicely dressed up and uh, make a good impression because I don't want you... Not quite, not, not quite as loud as that. I, have, I will be wearing a blazer, but uh, yeah, probably not in that... Uh, what is that? Remember, remember those lollies, lolly wrappers that you used to get with the... <laughs> Oh God, I'm forgetting the name of them, like Macintoshes. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> so yes, so this is a this is my uh, ho my hockey blazer from uh, from from Singapore. Um, good show, so, uh, there we go. <laughs> um, so uh, so yeah, so so I hope you hope you don't embarrass us uh, in any way at the uh, at the event, um, Stephen. The, well, you, you get all, all nice and smart. Exactly. I hope to, I hope to get some really good uh, uh, coverage. Should be a. a should be a really, really big night. I know there's uh, uh, a lot planned with the Northern Rugby Union. Of course, all those tickets uh, 
um, are, are all sold out. So listen, it'll be a, a, a great night that'll that'll celebrate a, a union with uh, with definitely a rich, a rich history or history, uh, shall we say? So um, and but it does actually start on the Friday night, but I won't make it up for that. That's a, a mix and a mingle evening that'll be happening on the uh, Friday, and apparently tickets for that have already been so, uh, sold out. So that could be the budget one on the on the Friday <laughs> on the Friday night, Paul. So uh, there might be a few people that, that are a little bit dusty walking around. Um, listen, jump on the for anybody listening, jump on the, the Northern Rugby Union Facebook site. And uh, you'll see a whole lot of teams that have been named. Of course, Northern Rugby Union, uh, made up of uh, subunions: Monganui, Hokianga, Northern Wairua, Fongarei, and Rodney. So five subunions, um, Northern are made up, of, and they've picked their uh, pretty much their teams of the century. And Jeepers, uh, there's some pretty famous names if you sort of look at the Monganui team. Um, there's one that winger by the name of Rupeni, South Now Booker who's been uh, picked in that particular side. Now, all that information is on the uh, uh, Northland Rugby Union uh, Facebook site. So, yeah, check it, check it out, folks. Now, uh, yeah, Simon said that my my, my blazers slowly seeing our guys into the ACC show. Uh, <laughs> look, please do not do 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 not mix us up with those uh, those guys, please. That's uh, no, that's uh, you, 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 it's very quick to uh, lose friends there, uh, Simon. If you're not careful with those sort of comments, geez. Um, uh, the uh, there we go. Um, yep, you're quite right. Bay of Plenty is made up of subunions as well, as is also Tasman, um, famously. Um, so yes, yeah, so definitely uh, all of those ones, um, subunions. Um, but um, yeah, they've got those subunion ones up on the up on the Facebook um, page. Um, what is um, also they have up there is um, uh, is also a comment about to uh, a video uh, by lots of people, including Tom Robinson um, and. Um, Oh, Renny Ranger, uh, look, uh, reminding reminding parents uh, uh, on the sidelines that, look, the coaches, the, the players are just kids. Um, the, uh, the, um, the, the referees and the coaches are volunteers. So let's try and uh, also remember to be, uh, be kind on the sideline. Uh, there's no need for um, shouting rude things or, or negativity. Let's keep things positive, folks, uh, when, uh, when watching our kids play. Uh, club rugby um, as well. Great message, Paul. Great message. Thank you. Um, so uh, the Rugby World Cup 2027, not 2023. We know 2023 is going to be in uh, France, but Australia um, are bidding for the 2027 Rugby World Cup. Um, do you think they'd be a good host, Stephen? Do you think it should, should, should be heading back to Australia? Oh, listen, I think they did, they did a great job in, 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 in 2003 because... Uh, there was another certain country that couldn't get their uh, couldn't get to get their act together at the time, and who could have actually, actually helped co-host that particular event. But I was in Australia uh, for the Rugby World Cup in 2000, uh, 2003, and uh, listen, Australia did a really really great job. Um, whether they whether they get it, uh, they one thing they they have got, I, <clears throat> I think they've got the facilities to host it. No no question at all, uh, not a problem at all. Um, I'm thinking, what is it? Yeah, that'll give them another six years to to get a really, really good competitive uh, or more than competitive team. You should, hopefully, you, you'll see the fruits of uh, of, of their labour and hopefully a lot of the young talent would have, would have progressed, progressed into their top side because I think they probably wanted a side that can at least progress past the top eight 
Uh, don't want to do another England, so Paul Hayford mentioned that. Um, you want to get out of that uh, um, that uh, first round and into the quarterfinals. So, uh, yeah, listen, they've got the structure to make it, make it happen. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, no, it will be. Um, Simon said he'll be sporting um, Russia or um, or Qatar. Um, look, two places that I would not want the Rugby World Cup going to. Russia with, I mean, let's be honest, their human rights um, record is appalling. Uh, so yeah, I, I, so yeah, deal with Russia at your at your peril would be my my comment on that one. Um, and Qatar again. Um, I, I mean, the, the I mean, Russia held, held the Sevens World Cup not that long ago from memory uh, to empty stands. That's not what we want. We want a place that's open to visitors, um, that will uh, and that will have big that will have big um, big crowds there. Um, Qatar as well. I mean, look, the negative publicity around the uh, around the football World Cup that's, that's that's heading there and the way they've gone about building their stadiums and things. I think going to Qatar would again also be a bad move um, as well. Uh, two other country or three other countries actually that I'm, that I've heard bids uh, sort of coming from. Include, I mean, obviously South Africa, very upset they didn't get it in 2023. They've not hosted it since 1995, uh, so even longer than Australia, which is 2003. Um, the um, uh, wow, well, 20 years ago. Geez, I'm getting old now. Uh, Someone who's saying that the, the, the Russia, Russia had the rugby sevens 20 years ago. Um, can't be that long ago, surely. Geez, um, the. Um, uh, the uh, and yeah, not so right. So, yeah, not many places in the world have clean human rights records, yes, but there are levels, folks. Um, uh, the other place, uh, other so South Africa is is down as uh, and, and also this was Russia and um, Qatar. I mean, Qatar especially it, are not rugby countries. Uh, and uh, could they, uh, could you really have a, a competitive um, hosting home team in that? So, uh, really, I, I don't think so. Um, uh, so South Africa clearly uh, are, are one that will probably put a bit forward. Um, another one that uh, is um, Argentina have been talking about um, hosting a uh, Rugby World Cup, and it would be fantastic to have the first one in the Americas. Um, I think uh, having it and helping grow the game in Argentina would be, and in South America, would be a good move. Um, and then also the USA are, are contemplating a bid as well. So. Uh, if you're looking for emerging or or new nations to take it to, um, then I would be looking perhaps at the USA or Argentina um, rather than uh, someone like Russia or Qatar, to be honest. Yeah, I also, I, I suppose, um, given that uh, the world has changed in terms of a, a certain pandemic, Paul, I, I suppose all those come into... Uh, uh, those situations come into play as well. If you were to go to South America, uh, you know, hopefully all these countries will be well and truly, or, would, uh, you know, obviously they will be vaccinated by then. Do you think that might play a part? I, we're, we're talking, uh, um, we 2021, we're talking six years away. If we've not sorted out this, uh, this virus in the next six years, then boy, oh boy, what does the world come to? I mean, I, okay. I'll be honest. I am. Let's, I'm rather cynical and negative on global leadership. Full stop. Um, be it uh, we are global political leadership, but come on, at least they should be able to get the shit together in six years um, around this one. Um, so, uh, so yes, it's, uh, I, I think we should be over that by then. Uh, from from a uh, now, well, we've had another pandemic in that time, or will something else come along? Then who who knows? 
uh, is, all, is all I can say. Um, but uh, I think uh, one of the things that, that should be learnt or um, uh, from this is that uh, from this I know is, is is having a backup plan somewhere, uh, having your fight island as the UFC did um, organised. So having something there as a as a as a disaster recovery plan so that your tournament can go ahead. Um, I think uh, would be um, uh, would be a good idea to, to, to be honest with you. Um, uh, Simon um, makes he he would support the USA Rugby World Cup, um, but it has to play earlier, so not to clash with the NFL and college football, um, and uh, so that uh, Americans would pay attention. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, the scheduling might be an issue there um, on on that one. So um, so yes, the. Um, in October, right? So, yeah, so, yeah, I say that, uh, Paul, but some people might say things, um, uh, but people like things the way they are right now. Um, well, yeah, I quite like I quite like living in New Zealand the way it is now, to be honest with you. Um, but, um, yeah, look, I, I think it'll be sorted out by then. I don't, I don't think uh, COVID um, should be an issue for 2027. Um, but um, I'd say, yeah, having a backup plan uh, somewhere uh should be a, should be an idea i mean look look, look at the mess that um, the olympics having with, with japan mm. interesting interesting enough paul i know that the uh, fifa world cup was held in the us in, uh, in 1994 i think it was mm-hmm. um i just kind of wonder what sort of impact that it's it's had on football gee what's what's that 20 26 26 26 years ago do you think football has progressed as a as a code in the USA. Certainly, the women's game has. Oh no, absolutely, it has definitely it has progressed. Has it progressed due to that? Did, did it progress as quickly as it should have done with that World Cup? No, uh, major Major League Soccer um, really dropped the ball um, on that one, and uh, it has been slowly growing ever since. Um, or well, maybe not slowly growing ever since, but it has slowly. It's definitely grown um, since then. Um, now, hopefully. Uh, now, look, the uh, the um, USA Rugby is, has gone through uh, an administration change, so hopefully they'll be they'll have a better, a better uh, be in a better situation come uh, to, to take advantage of it. Uh, they've also got Major League Rugby in place, um, so they have got a professional league that will be growing towards that. Um, the uh, uh, as well, and uh, it's. Um, the uh, and hopefully Major League Rugby will be able to take advantage of the uh, Rugby World Cup. Look, it's uh, it's in its fourth season now. Um, we add six years on; it'll be ten. It'll be ten seasons old by then, uh, assuming it survives. Uh, so it should be in some sort of mature state, ready to take advantage of an uplift of uh, publicity. You'd think. Mm. Well, I think I go along with everything you say, Paul. As you should do always. Um, the um... <laughs> oh, look! It's almost it's we're almost halfway through the show. It must be must be time for you to uh, uh, give the uh, have a little bit of an advert and get everybody on or your patrons on. Don't you think? Yes, we could. We wish we, we should do a little bit of advert, should we? So yes, folks. Um, don't forget you can um, become a supporter of uh, the New Zealand Sports Radio. Head over to patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio, um, where you can drop us a couple of dollars a month. Uh, to help us run the show and have all the tech um, that, uh, uh, that that we have. Um, look, it takes uh, uh, well, whilst uh, it takes a lot of effort to uh, to put together 
um, are the sort of studio setup um, that I've got, and we really do need a similar studio setup for Stephen um, as well. So that's that's part of uh, part of the grand plan. So, folks, if you could uh, drop a few dollars there, it'd be much appreciated. Uh, get Stephen a proper microphone rather than his uh, dodgy headset, uh, and um, and hopefully and some and some proper lighting, so he doesn't quite shine so much. Uh, then uh, that would be much appreciated, folks. So do uh, do head over to patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio. Um, the sort of final news item before or before we head on to club rugby, unless you've got something else, but um, is uh, Fiji versus the All Blacks. Um, the, the tickets have gone on sale or, or on pre-sale. Um, so, folks, uh, if you aren't a member of uh, the uh, All Blacks um, email list, which I am, um, then uh, use Pango, P-A-N-G-O, all in caps, um, is your password to get in there and buy yourself some All Blacks tickets if you want to. So um, so there you go, folks, on that one. Um, Paul, I was about to say, speaking of that uh, test series of, of Fiji, I, I saw an article uh, today and stuff that uh, it could be an understrength Fijian team that actually plays uh, that test because uh, a few of these lads will be involved with uh, maybe specific... Uh, finals. I read something somewhere where Simi Radradra uh, may not be available to tour down here and uh, a couple of other uh, key players. So, yeah, a little disappointing, to say the least. Yeah, and I think it's maybe it's definite, isn't it, that, uh, that some of those players will be involved in European finals. Um, this is the same problem that France has got um, travelling to uh, Australia for their three-test series as well, um, is that uh, players in the top 14 final will not be available for the first test because you just can't travel uh, to across the world uh, and spend 14 days in quarantine uh, and uh, yeah, the, the window just isn't big enough to allow that to happen. Look, we already know that the rugby calendar is chock full um, and uh, we've had a fantastic opportunity with COVID to reschedule that and to come to an agreement of something that is more sustainable for the players and more sustainable financially for both clubs and countries. But uh, the uh, global administrators or the or the the country administrators have not managed to get themselves together uh, to actually make any change. Let's be honest, which is a real shame. Um, now Simon's saying, look, um, the top fourteen teams are less likely to release their players in the finals. Let's be blunt; they don't have to release their players for the finals, all right? <laughs> and they shouldn't. Um, World Rugby has a window that uh, of when the players have to be released, and uh, that window allows the players to have the, allows the clubs to have their best players for their club finals. You shouldn't be losing your best players for, for the finals. Um, so they shouldn't be releasing the players for that. Uh, look, the um, the Fiji Rugby Union uh, general manager came out and said, look, he's had no problem issues with the French clubs or the European clubs about release of players along World Rugby guidelines. Um, and he says, look, it's just a matter of the World Rugby's guidelines don't allow us to travel, quarantine and play in the window. Um, so, yeah, it's not the... Um, uh, it's not the... Uh, the, the, the club's faults. Will Fiji get any warm-up games? No. <laughs> Bloodly. <laughs> the warm-up will be the test. <laughs> yeah. The first test will be the warm-up game. <laughs> the second test will be the cool-down game. Um, uh, the So, no, they're not going to have any time for, for, for that. Uh, and their local best players, well, I'm not sure what uh, competition is being, is, is being played in Fiji at the moment, but, um, yeah, um, I don't think uh, there will be. But then again, also the All Blacks, I don't think we'll have a warm-up game either. Um, World Rugby should modify the window for the future. Uh, yeah, well, yes and no. Um, 
yes, they should open uh, uh, change the window so players can get there to play games. I agree, but no, there shouldn't need to be a fourteen day um, uh, quarantine period after this year. Put bluntly, this should be the last time, hopefully, that we have this issue. He says. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yeah. So hopefully, yeah, look. Uh, it is what it is, right? Uh, we have to, a, a bit like the Chiefs are saying, uh, it's not ideal that they're going to have to, that they don't know if they're going to be in Sydney or in Hamilton or how long they're going to be in Sydney for. Uh, but with the way the modern world is, or the way the, the world is currently. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, play with it uh, as it is. Uh, now, the um, so Nocturne Rights says maybe a Fiji 15. So New Zealand based players who want to play be all blacks can play. No, <laughs> put bluntly, um, the, the Fiji, the Fiji international side needs tier one test matches. They very rarely get them. They've got two this year in this window, which is unheard of. Um, they've got to give their own players the opportunity to be tested at that level and learn what they need to be to play at that level, is my opinion. Stephen? I agree with you, mate. Usually when there's a bit of silence from my end, I'm actually agreeing with you, which is a little bit unusual. You're making so much sense tonight, Paul. <laughs> it's the blazer. Gives me no authority. Um, Get in there. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I says I can see why Samoa turned down playing the All Blacks this year. Absolutely, um, they uh, I, I, again uh, look. They, they've got uh, World Cup qualifiers to play against Tonga, um, which they will be doing, uh, and they've also got some double headers lined up, um, which is uh, good to see in New Zealand. Well, I'm not sure whether double headers are a good idea personally. Um, six hours uh, at a rugby game is a long time, um, and uh, for people to sit through, uh, it's not cricket. It's a different style of supporting, and to me, I'm not. I'm not a fan of double headers. Soon, yeah, no, I can't. I can't say I am. But listen, if I had an idea in my head, <clears throat> I would have liked to have seen a res, a residence Pacific Island fifteen play the All Blacks, and and that, and I'm talking about players who who play Super Rugby. Um, uh, you know, somebody along the lines of Tioti Tioti Cowley. Uh, from the Blues, that's that sort of uh, that sort of player. Even even somebody like Nariki, you know those sort of players. Josh, guy, even guys like Josh Iwani. I know he he played for Mana Pacifica last year, but boy, you know what? That's that's the sort of contest that would 
would uh, would spike my interest. And and you know, if you do have any other other professionals from either Samoa or Fiji who are available, boy, that 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 would be a couple of really good good games. I'm not saying that it it'd be totally competitive, but it probably would spark my interest a, a heck of a lot more, Paul. Um, I mean, having those games as games for the Fiji or for Samoa Tonga, or to play against Fiji, Samoa Tonga, a bit like a Maori All Blacks. Yeah, I'm for it. But playing against the All Blacks, no, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not up for that one. Um, I don't think. Um, or, or even, or even, you, even if you, even if say you had the the first game of Pacific Island fifteen versus a New Zealand Maori fifteen, so they can get a, mm-hmm. a, a game of the and the All Blacks. Yeah, quite frankly, I don't even know if they if if they need a warm up game. If you know what I'm, what I mean, and maybe they could play the the Maori team the next week. The Pacific Island team plays, I don't know, maybe the the, the Blues or one of the like a Super Rugby 15, and you have a, a sort of like a three week week window. It, you know, to me, it, and then by the time you hit that last game, that that Pacific Island team has at least had some games under their belt. Boy, that would excite me, excite me big time, Paul. Listen, we've got all the great ideas here. I hope. Somebody from the <laughs> union is watching us. <laughs> well, they should call us in, actually, to have a chat. Um, look, uh, also, massive congratulations to Dwayne Poliativo, um, f- uh, friend of the um, uh, of the pod who replied to my tweet. Um, so, yeah, thank congratulations to him for making uh, the um, the uh, Samoa uh, test um, test match. Um, <laughs> Dwayne, Dwayne, ring me, mate. Ring me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> The problem is we're on a Tuesday night, and he he has club rugby, um, yeah. so he's playing. Obviously, he's obviously training on a Tuesday night, so it's difficult to um, uh, to do. So, uh, but yeah, great to see that uh, uh, to see he's been selected for Samoa. Um, but I guess a bit concerning, really, in some ways for Samoa, in the fact that someone who hasn't got a club rug, hasn't got a Super Rugby contract is playing club rugby uh, whilst holding down a permanent job uh, is being selected for an international team uh, for 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 a tour. I, I, uh, Perhaps a little bit concerning for the Pacific that they get that uh, they've got basically semi oh well yeah semi professional or even amateur players uh, being selected for international rugby. Yeah, very much, very much so, and it's always it's unfortunately always been the climate for for Pacific Island um, rugby pool. You know, whenever you you see a, a Samoan team get selected, they're pretty they pretty much cast the net far and wide, and, and in many cases you you actually get players who are on massive European salaries running around with, dare I say it, village club rugby players um, who are playing playing in, in Samoa. And it, it's it's unfortunately, and they don't always get the time together as uh, well, Paul. Yeah, that's, that's clear. I mean, Dwayne is playing um, Auckland club rugby at the moment. He's not over, He's not uh, playing village rugby. Let's just be, just, just be clear on that one. But, um, but even so, yeah, he is playing against, base. yeah, uh, well, he, he is holding down a full-time job playing club rugby uh, and uh, will obviously be using his holidays, I assume, or being given time off from his work to to take part in international rugby, which is just uh, uh, when he's looking at, when, when he's looking at, um, looking at trying to qualify for the Rugby World Cup, um, you'd hope for for that. Um, no, he looks all right. So yeah, good enough to play for Tasman. He'll be up to, up to test standard. Oh, look, he is a great, he's a, he's a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the amount of conditioning and preparation he's able to put into, into to be the best player he can be. He will not be, unfortunately, at the moment, the best player he can be because he's having to because he can't concentrate full time on his rugby. 
he's having to concentrate on other things as well. Um, so, no, don't get me wrong, he is, he is a quality player, uh, has started for some other World Cup, uh, could definitely play at that as can play at that level. That's not what I'm. That's not where I'm going with this. But there, the you you would hope that the Samoan squad, the Tonga squad, the Fiji squad, that all of their players will be in full time professional rugby environments where they can concentrate on on their rugby is what is 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 what um, we'd like to see. And hopefully, Moana Pacifica and Fiji Drua can produce that in the future. Nodding from Stephen there, great podcasting. Um, <laughs> um, well, I, I know that the time time is moving on, and and we obviously want to cover some uh, club. Sorry, rugby, yes. But, let me let me hand over to you for but, club rugby. But no, no. Well, just 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 before we do something that actually uh, caught my eye, and for some of the patrons that are tuning in for the show tonight, will be I'll be curious to get your thoughts. There was an article that came out from the uh, uh, second best. Uh, English rugby journalist in New Zealand, guy by the name of Mark Reason, best one being the man I'm talking to right now, Mr. Baines. Um, this article, it's it's to our eternal shame neglected Nani Lamape has gone into exile. And the article pretty much, it's an opinion piece, don't forget, from Mark Reason. Let's hope the All Blacks coach Ian Foster has a cunning plan because the exiling of Nani Lamape is not a good look for New Zealand rugby. This country is desperately short of quality 12s. So why is it that Lamapi's face just doesn't seem to fit? Why has he not shown anything like the same level of respect as players like Jack Goodhue? So I'd be interested to get the thoughts of uh, some of the patrons um, while we uh, go through the club results, Paul, but uh, just any initial thoughts yourself? Um, well, I think he's totally wrong. I think the problem is that we have too many 12s in New Zealand and no 13s. <laughs> Sorry. Um, in the fact that you've got Jack Goodhue and Anselm Brown, who are great 12s, um, but be but, but aren't really 13s. They're kind of shoehorned into that role. Um, actually, hang on. Have we got, have we got this right way around? Um, the, um, but anyway, uh, look, I, I, he makes some good points in here that, um, that Lamapi uh, gets the old um, uh, casual racism um, uh, comments uh, from the commentators that they talk about, oh, he's a bashing up player. Look, uh, he's got a great cross-field kick. He's developed his game brilliantly from being just a bash-up player. Um, something that Nonu also did, started off as, yes, a great battering ram who added a lot to his game. Um, and Lamapi has done that. Um, he's not very effusive uh, in the media, um, but uh, listening to, talking to, 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 or listening from Love, he's very loud on the pitch. So he's, he's a communicator on the pitch. Um, so I guess he's, he's a player that, because he's quiet in the media, isn't so perhaps as outgoing uh, in some ways, doesn't, uh, therefore gets a different, uh, gets treated differently by the media, which I think is perhaps uh, um, perhaps not there. Uh, look, I, I think that, um, maybe, actually, no, he's quite right, actually, because yeah, good you and Anselm Brown are great 13s, aren't they? They're not great 12s. He's quite right, yeah, that we, we are short of 12s. Um, so he's right in that, in that, in that kind of account. I, a player I would, I would like to see a lot more opportunities given to, but clearly, for some reason, his face doesn't fit a bit like a David Havili, another player whose face doesn't fit at, at the All Blacks. Well, well sometimes you, you, with Mark Reason, you could maybe sometimes accuse him of, of waffling or just putting something out that's 
so completely different, but there's something here that makes a, a, this, you know, a degree of sense. Three years ago, after omitting Lomapi from the All Black squad for the Rugby Championship, All Blacks coach Steve Hansen said, we've got a plan for Nani. We want him to spend more time with a little bit of less pressure working on his ability to help his first five control the game. It's about decision-making. But boy, you know, is there some, some responsibility on the on, on the coaching staff to make that happen as well? Because we've seen those those progressions. You mentioned Ma Nonu before and the, and the measures and the steps that made him a better player. Um, I think that, uh, that that was three years ago. And I think he's, he has progressed from there. Um, and the All Blacks coaches, for some reason, haven't uh, haven't kept on with him. Now, I think Mark Reason does make some good points in there, but he makes some awful lines in there as well, um, where he talks about um, the as soon as he's kind of adopt family's adopted country. Look, Lamap, he's a Kiwi. He's been born in New Zealand. Um, so those sort of comments, I'm not sure were. Uh, I think he was deliberately riling people with those sort of comments. Um, and when we look at the fact that we've got a the number two seed in the French Open pulling out because of the way that uh, because she has to deal with the media, and you like those sort of comments there in the media, we've got various players coming out saying, "Look, we're just human." Uh, um, articles like this that have or articles that have comments like that in it, I don't think are helping the media's cause um, at all in this one. D- would I like to see Lamapi give, be given more opportunities in the All Blacks? Absolutely. Do I would I like him to stay? I would. I'm on Mark Reason's side from that point of view, but the way he makes his point, I think, is yeah, is damaging to his profession. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, in all honesty, well, we know we know that he's a he's a journalist that's he is a bit out there, isn't he? Uh, yeah. Um, the uh, he and and that's what he gets paid for. Um, but uh, I say there are, there are a few lines in there that I think really uh, 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 damage the overall article because uh, he makes, as you say, he does make some good points and makes some, and also uh, a few enlightening things I didn't know about La Mappy as well um, around uh, uh, the fact that he used to be a farm worker essentially and said, right, I'm not doing that. I'm going to make sure I'm good enough at rugby so I don't have to be a farm worker. Which is just which is a fantastic insight into great, the guy. Great story. Um, great story. Which is a wonderful story, uh, and I want. Uh, uh, but um, so I say, there are some lovely insights into there in, in, into the man. There are some good points that are damaged by, but the article is damaged by some of the other ways that he makes comments. Unfortunately, uh, in this, there. So yeah, um, yeah, folks, let us know your thoughts on on Lamapi uh, and uh, that side of things. Um, <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, now, as a man who likes a beer, sorry, before, before we had the club rugby, um, the um, as, as, as a man who enjoys a beer and uh, would love to be sponsored by a by a, uh, a beer producer, uh, Moa Rugby. Uh, sorry, Moa Moa Beer or uh, Boundary Road Brewing Brewery. If you are listening, um, as those are the two beers I tend to drink the most, um, I'm a bit surprised to hear that, uh, that there has been a, there has been a, an advertising. Um, a complaint to the advertising commissioner about uh, Spates sponsoring uh, the um, Highlanders, and uh, the Highlanders might have to uh, change the name on their jersey um, because uh, they obviously are at events that children are at, and uh, advertising alcohol around children is illegal. 
Um, and uh, so, yes, so, um, so folks, that has been uh, that has been raised with them. Um, and uh, there is actually a uh, Chloe Shawbrook um, has uh, put forward a motion or put forward a member's bill in Parliament to ban alcohol advertising around sports, uh, similar to how the um, uh, how the smoking and tobacco is is, is banned around sports. Um, Stephen, I see you shaking your head there, sir. Um, there used to be a little, I think they had a bit of a punchline. I think it's something along the lines of, good on you, mate. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I am shaking my head at, at the minute. You know, are we talking one person that's made a complaint here? The, uh, you know, Spates and Otago rugby are probably a little bit like Laurel and Hardy, if you know what I mean. They're joined, they're pretty much joined at the hip for crying out loud, you know. Um, yeah, it's, oh, jeepers, it's, uh, what sort of world are we living in at the minute? That's all, that's all I can say. Maybe we should get onto that club rugby pool. Um, so, I mean, the, the alcohol the alcohol health watch executives business that's, that's laid it so it's not just a big thing um so look it's not just a, a greens thing this is a um uh this is a different this is a this is a so that that's separate to what what what, what the complaint um and look we do have an alcohol problem here in new zealand um let's be let's be blunt uh but um let's hope it doesn't get to the stage where those of us who who responsibly um drink uh, drink alcohol uh, aren't allowed to in the future because uh, boy, I do like a beer. Um, moving on then, Stephen, um, to your to club rugby. Well, club rugby, yeah. Know how much I love my club rugby, and uh, and um, listen, if you're a patron of the show and uh, there is a club competition that you follow, please do let us know, and we'll uh, do a little bit of homework and and see where your particular club competition that you're uh, following is uh, sitting at the minute. These are. Uh, competitions that are pretty much uh, in the blues area that I uh, I cover, but uh, you know any more information we can get on other competitions, we can post those results as well. Well, the first lot of results are from uh, Northland Club Rugby or Tire Power Northland uh, Club Rugby, and they had round ten on the weekend, and of course there's only four rounds to go in the Tire Power Northland Club Rugby results from the weekend. Uh, Kitty Kitty playing at home went down by two points to Carmo, twenty nine to twenty seven in a very close game. Old boys, Maris playing at home, too strong for Waipu, 35 points to 12. Now, uh, third game, Western Sharks, who are travelling very well at the minute, too strong for Wellsford at home, 48 points to 12. Mid Northern playing uh, next-door neighbours, uh, Ngati Hene Morua UK, coming away with the win, playing at home, 17 points to 7, from what I understand, very tough encounter. And in our final uh, uh, tyre power, Northern Club Rugby, uh, Hikarangi playing at home unfortunately went down to Horahora by a 38 points to 19 so remembering as I said just the four rounds to go plenty at stake but there are a clear top four in the uh, Northern Club uh, competition at this stage as uh, Paul brings the table up and uh, you can tell us where we're sitting Yeah so uh, top place there is um, Boys Marist uh, with uh, 45 points just one point clear of uh, Como there at uh, the top, a couple of a couple of points back of the Western Sharks on 42, and uh, Mid Northern on 41, just one point back. Then a big gap, as you say, um, there to uh, Hainehi Moirawa. Um, my uh, butchering pronunciation. I'm sorry, there, folks, on 29. Uh, but yeah, a, a 12 point gap with only four games left. You could say 
those top four are clear of the rest there in that one. Um, now, which one was it that was uh, that, that was willing to do a uh, bit of break dancing? Yes, well, he's the uh, coach Peter Hugo of the uh, Western Sharks. He's sitting on uh, forty-two points, and uh, yeah, they're 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 just sitting in a very comfortable um, position at the moment. He's done a very very good job uh, with this side. Got a couple of uh, Northland squad members in the team: Matt Maddich and uh, Corey uh, Tafata Kali, as well, and a, a couple of other promising uh, uh, young boys running around. So yeah, they're looking. Boy, if there is a dark horse to win this competition, um, they they could be the, the the team to beat. But I think Old Boys Maris, um, maybe the maybe the form team at this stage. Just looking at the table, just the, the one that lost in the season, ironically, to the Western Sharks. Paul. Yeah, with the Western Sharks, and the smallest um, points difference out of those top four, you've got to say they know how to get a victory. Um, it, it's rarely it's it's it's, it's rarely a blowout. Um, that that. Uh, yeah, they they perhaps could do it upping their um, upping their defence and attack a little bit because they've got the they've got the fewest points scored out of those top four, and the most points allowed out of those top four. So, uh, but they're getting the job done, uh, and that's that's the important thing for them. Mm. Very much so. So interesting times. So remembering just the four rounds to go in a Northern Club competition, um, but there will be a break this weekend with the uh, Northern Rugby Union centennial uh, celebrations. Uh, so uh, yeah, if you've got a uh, anywhere uh, up and coming talent in Northland Club rugby, um, yeah, there's a <clears throat> there's a lot of a lot of good youngsters running around, but I I'm picking that the Northland squad will probably look very similar to what it did last year, but they're probably I think one or two years away from unleashing what will be a very young and and talented team. Of course, a lot of that Northland team will be built around there around their pack, the Josh Goodhues, the Tom Robinsons. Um, word is Cara Pryor could be coming back to uh, uh, from Major League Rugby early uh, to play for Northern, Northern this year. And, of course, the, they will feel a very big front row uh, this year. And um, those front rowers are apparently in very good condition. And as we know, all these games uh, start up front. So it'll be interesting to see how it uh, uh, pans out. But I better head down over the Brent Derwins and look at a bit of North Harbour Club Rugby from the uh, weekend, Paul. Um, for North North Harbour, they played their uh, ninth round. And once again, just another four rounds left in uh, North North Harbour Club Rugby. We'll look at some of these results. Uh, Takapuna with a very, very good win by 46 points to uh, 30 over North Cape. Uh, Robbo, who is one of our raving reporters, was there and he sent me a message that this was a, a very good game of... Uh, of uh, Club Rugby, Takapuna right on top of their game and their skipper, uh, Shane Neville, former Northland Lock, right on top of his game, even though he's in his uh, the veteran stages of life, still playing some very good rugby. An upset in North Harbour Club Rugby, East Coast Bays playing at home, beat Massey 25-14. That's somewhat of an upset. East Coast Bays been struggling this year. And uh, another upset here, Kumu, beaten by the ever-improving uh, North Harbour Marist by 34 points to uh, 22 and uh, uh, great to see uh, North Harbour Marist who have um, been one of those teams who have sort of always been outside the the four making some waves this year of course uh, Silverdale uh, picked up a win by default over Glenfield who's struggled with numbers in 2021 and in our final game North Shore far too strong for uh, the um, sort of rural club uh, Mahurangi 57 points to 11 
And uh, once again, only four rounds in North Harbour Club Rugby to go before we go into uh, playoffs. Yeah, but this one looking much closer uh, and uh, there's still lots of uh, playoff positions to be decided. Um, North Shore looking good there at the top on 36 points and uh, Takapuna on 32. Uh, those two um, have got themselves a little bit of a buffer. Uh, then you've got um, Northcote on just 28, followed closely by Marist and Silverdale, both on 26. Uh, and uh, ECB, 23 points, perhaps not out of it yet. Nasi probably a little bit too much for them to do, really, and Kumu as well on 22 and 20 points, uh, whilst the last two drop off quite dramatically, um, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, you've got to say, uh, yeah, this one is looking like a very competitive uh, uh, competition this year. Oh, yeah, it, it is. And I think it's going to get niggly when we get down to the pointy end as well, because I, I know talking to a few people who are involved with the Takapuna Rugby Club, He's still a little bit sore and bitter about getting uh, a little bit of tap from North Shore a couple of weeks ago at home, remembering they played in a, a night game about two or three weeks ago and got beaten by 39 points to 10 at home. And it was one of the biggest thumpings they've had for a while. So they didn't see that one coming. They kind of got ambushed. But, uh, yes, yeah, still plenty to play for with uh, those top four placings. Uh, that's that's where you really want to be. So it's still open. And listen, credit to East Coast Bays. They struggled for the... Uh, early part of the season, but it looks like they're managing to start uh, uh, stringing, stringing things together. Of course, they got the uh, uh, brother of uh, Ethan Roots, Jimmy Roots, uh, um, who's part of their leadership group. So, uh, yeah, haven't, they're, uh, they're just starting to come right um, at the right stage of the uh, of the season. We'll cool. Head across the, we'll head across the bridge, Paul, and uh, get to Auckland Club Rugby. Yep, we'll just bring those up now. Uh, got too many, uh, too many tabs open, but there you go. <laughs> Once again, uh, um, another interesting weekend and uh, Goodyear tyres, Auckland uh, Club Rugby, as we uh, head <clears throat> through these uh, results. Uh, Waitemata headed out to Otahu and uh, we're just a little bit too strong for the home side, 31 points to nil. Of course, uh, Pakuranga headed out to Marist and somewhat, somewhat of, an, of an upset there. Um, mm. Um, Pakuranga getting the job done over Maris by 25 points to 20. Um, I'll get to the game that I went to, but I'll leave that for last. But there seems to be a bit of a theme in these first three games, all the away teams getting the victories. But uh, Eden playing at home too strong for uh, much improved uh, suburb side, 21 points to 10. That scoreline uh, rather surprised me. Eden, one of the contenders. Um, University travelled to Papatoitoi and uh, University travelling very well, at the moment, under the leadership of uh, uh, Tyrone Elkington uh, McDonald, who uh, uh, last week cracked over 100 points as well, and uh, just seems to have the uh, ball on a string in 2021. And in our final game, uh, College Rifles travelled to uh, to uh, Waitakere Stadium, and of course, too strong for the West Auckland Club, 76 points to 7. Now, just quickly focus on the game that I attended on Saturday. Uh, Ponsonby, uh, 21 beating Grammar Tech at home. This game was played out at Orake Domain. Um, Grammar Tech uh, uh, several years ago uh, combined with uh, Teachers Eastern and became uh, Grammar Tech. And uh, listen, this was a real quality game of uh, rugby. Of course, uh, Ponsonby had a couple of players uh, released from the Blues to play, Stephen Pedofeta and of course uh, Blake Gibson and uh, uh, both of those players made their uh, presence uh, felt. Of course, uh, 
uh, grammar tech, especially in the back line, very, very young side. Paul, they've probably got about three or four players who, who could be playing under 21s. In fact, uh, uh, Jock McKenzie uh, uh, from the Blues under 20 program, <clears throat> uh, beg your pardon, he made his debut at uh, first five uh, for uh, grammar tech and looked very, very classy, as did uh, uh, Corey Evans at uh, a second five, a uh, former Northland boy. Played his uh, rugby way up in Waipapa Cody, which is uh, uh, north of uh, Kaitai. So I had a bit of a bit of a chat with him. Unfortunately, some of my videos that I released on the weekend um, uh, need a little bit of work as well. But boy, that was uh, that was a really really good uh, game to attend, Paul. So really and truthfully, there's a bit of a pattern starting to emerge as we uh, go to the table. Uh, the heavy hitters are certainly starting to make their way to the top of the table although it's uh, uh, College Rifles who are the only unbeaten team in the competition, but uh, College Rifles haven't quite hit the big guns just yet, Paul. Yeah, and College Rifles, well, yeah, seven, from the, seven uh, wins there from, uh, from their seven games. Um, obviously, there are buys in this one, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, Ponsby there, uh, just two points behind them uh, on 33 from uh, uh, 35 of College Rifles. Uh, university there on 31. And then uh, Eden on 27 and Grammar um, Tech on 26. I mean, Pakaranga might be on 24, but um, I, I, uh, I think they're going to miss out, in all honesty. Uh, with Hapatoyotoy on 20. Uh, I think it's going to come from those top five. Uh, but boy, it is uh, it is tight amongst them, amongst those top five. Well, they're very exciting. It's, um, it's like I said, I'm, I'm up in Whangarei this weekend, but I'll definitely be back to cover... Uh, more good year club rugby in Auckland as it gets to the uh, pointy end of the season, and um, not quite point, not quite the pointy end in the women's rugby. I'll quickly uh, go through the women's results. Just the two games played in the, the weekend, and that's in Auckland uh, women's uh, club rugby. Uh, College Rifles travelled to Marist, got the job done. No, they didn't. They travelled to Marist and got beaten twenty-seven seventeen, and uh, Ponsonby travelled to Manorewa and got the job done 26 uh, points to 12 as I look at quickly look at the uh, at the women's uh, table and Amerist and uh, Ponsonby both sitting on uh, 10 points. Manurewa 7, College Rifles 4 and unfortunately Ardmore Marist yet to uh, register a point this season. We um, head down to uh, the uh, county's uh, Monaco uh, competition. This is the uh, McNamara Cup. It's the uh, Trophy that's played for in Kelly's Monaco uh, Club Rugby. Ardmore Marist travelled a bit further south to Waiuku and came away with a seven-point win, winning 31 points to 24. And a very, very close uh, scoreline. We saw Pukekohe 9, Bombay 8. And um, Karaka travelled to uh, Papakura and uh, put on a, a big score, 91 points to 12 over Papakura. Our, uh, one of our favourite teams from the county's uh, Monaco region, Manurewa, uh, their game w was cancelled, so I think that may have been a, a defaulted game from Onifero, and in the final game, Patumahoe 91, Weymouth uh, 3. Where does that leave us in the table? No real change from a, uh, a week ago, Paul, in the uh, county's uh, Monaco competition. Yep, sorry about the results I showed on screen there, folks. Uh, they're incorrect. I don't know what happened there. I've got some old results up there compared to what uh, Stephen was talking about. So sorry um, about um, that one yet. Um, so right says, have I looked up Men in Black, the book on the All Blacks yet? 
why he library should have a copy uh, no i haven't i will i will uh, i will have a look and see if they've got a copy um there um but um big, big the, your, uh, talking about why he sorry paul paul big your big your pardon you did have the res, the right results there did it i was, uh, oh, okay it, it was my 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 truly that ha actually had the uh, wrong results for the weekend so i'll quickly go over those um uh, counties uh, results again big your pardon folks um in fact uh, Waikou travelled to Bombay on the weekend and uh, shared the points, shared the spoils with, with uh, Bombay. It was 26, 26 all. Ardmore Marister, <clears throat> unfortunately, uh, Papakura, they leaked 91 points the week before. Ardmore Marister, 64. Papakura, 5. Pukakoi, uh, <clears throat> they travelled to Manurewa and Manurewa got the job done. 27 points to 23. Karaka travelled uh, to uh, Patamahoe and uh, were uh, well they uh, well they got the job done beating uh, Patamahoe 41 points to 36 and Onifero uh, travelled to Weymouth and got the job done at 47 uh, points to uh, 7 so it was a reasonable weekend for some of the teams that travelled away uh, bar Pukakoi who were beaten 27-23 uh, and we'll have another look at that table again yeah, look at so uh, Karaka at the top there on 39 points um, with uh, just one loss this season. But Ardmore Marist also on 39 points. So just points difference. Actually, no, just, just points scored. They don't do it on points difference, they're points scored there, uh, um, being the difference there. So uh, both those teams on 39 points. Manuera, um, two losses this season, um, three points back on 36 points. And uh, uh, Mohoe uh, at some. Um, uh, on uh, 30 points, six points back. So, yeah, I think the the, uh, the champions probably come, going to come from those top three um, there. And uh, whoever the fourth side is that gets into the playoffs, well, good luck to them, I'm afraid. Um, because I think, yeah, that's, uh, it's going to come. Those top three are a, a bit of a distance ahead of the, the, uh, the rest. Um, but um, as I say, that fourth place is being fought out there. Pukakoi uh, and um, Waiku uh, could also uh, get in there uh, for that one um, as well. Um, interesting to see that uh, Papakura uh, have, a, have a team in here as well as a team in the Auckland competition, I think, don't they? Is that on both, both sides? Or, or am I, am I, I'm getting my names mixed up. No, I think you might be getting your names mixed up. I know there are some teams in the uh, in the women's competition and we've also got some counties Monaco teams in uh, some of the restricted grade uh, competitions like 85 kgs and 77 kgs, uh, simply because counties Monaco's haven't got enough numbers in those particular divisions. Yeah. Um, over in uh, the uh, Thames Valley, and um, why he had a fantastic week at the weekend uh, with uh, with two wins, both their A's and B's, a double head of their sponsors day uh, over here. Um, so fantastic to see, see them win in the rain, unfortunately. Uh, this weekend, the uh, Premiership has a weekend off, um, but the... Uh, the A's head over to Waihu. Uh, so the B's head over to Waihu uh, for a game on uh, Saturday. Uh, unfortunately, uh, down in the uh, Bay of Plenty region, uh, it looks like um, Ketty Ketty, uh, Ketty Ketty, sorry, are, um, uh, have, uh, have, uh, are struggling for numbers and a few of their players have come up to Waihu. So uh, a real shame that they can't put out sides uh, this season. Uh, I've gone and watched Bay of Plenty actually play at Ketty Ketty uh, in uh, some pre-season games. Uh, so shame for them that they can't um, sort out the, that side of things. Uh, interesting to hear that actually the new chairman was talking about um, club rugby and how it can become more sustainable. So let's hopefully uh, let's hope he takes on board 
um, some of the ideas around uh, improving, uh, well, opening club rooms more often, folks. Look, clubs survive off the money that's taken over the bar. Um, even clubs that have a restaurant, even clubs that do food, you'll find that the um, the bar takings way uh, out uh, uh, outperform the uh, food takings, and the food is purely really there to get punters in. Um, so let's hope that we can see some some more rugby clubs become centres of the community, like he's just suggesting, uh, and be open more nights of the week. Um, Stephen, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Um, we'll be back next Tuesday uh, at 8pm for the Driving More show, talking about the hot topics in, well, let's be honest, it's in New Zealand rugby on the whole, but we'll talk about a few international things as well. Um, and uh, tomorrow night we have the standoff show at 8pm. Unfortunately, the Knicks newsletter are taking another week off. God, you, know, you just can't get the staff nowadays, Stephen. It really is poor. It really is poor. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> Uh, so, folks, don't forget to uh, subscribe, like, share, all that kind of stuff, uh, and also become a Patreon of uh, New Zealand Sport Radio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.